Hey, everybody. Welcome to Scratching the Surface podcast. I am your host, Austin Douglas, and here we scratch the surface on life, business, entrepreneurship, and everything in between, right? And today, we are going to scratch the surface on our growing family. So over the weekend, on Saturday, we had a baby gender reveal party, and I don't know the last time you guys hosted parties, but parties are a lot of work. And that's actually the reason why I missed uh, last Thursday's episode was because we were getting ready for the party. I was working, getting home from work, doing stuff for the party, helping wife decorations, cleaning up areas that we need to clean up before we do it, blah, blah, blah. You know how it goes. And it was quite the party. We had about 50 people here. It was fun, friends and family. Um, and we found out that we are having a baby girl, which is super exciting. Um, both my wife and I, we wanted a baby girl. We wanted our son to have, you know, a sibling. And then, you know, we also wanted to have that kind of nuclear family where we have a boy and a girl, boy first to protect the girl. And God blessed us with that. So thanks be to God. That is um, wonderful. It's a, a huge blessing. I can't wait to be a, a father of a baby girl. We already have a, a name picked out, and uh, that will be later. You won't find that out right now. But it's still exciting, right? Adding to the family, new motivation to do big things. You know, now it's not just providing for myself, my wife, and my son. Now I got to provide for a baby girl, right? And if any of you have ever been around a Mexican family, that means I got to start saving right now for a quinceanera. If you don't know what a quinceanera is, it's a giant party for a woman when she's 15. And it, the tradition basically goes back to when, um, you know, girls became w women, 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 women. And it's this, you know, older tradition, but there was basically like them turning into a woman. And so <laughs> I already know that I got to do this. So I got to start saving right now. But, you know, growing a family, I'm going to tie this back into business, but growing a family, to me, when you have children, it motivates you to do things that you typically wouldn't do. Not typically wouldn't do, but it motivates you to do more of the things that you know you need to do. And so I am, you know, trying to hustle and get more work, just like everyone else, trying to do new avenues, new opportunities to get more work. And I know I need it. I know I got to support more people, got to support more children. And so it takes a lot. And for any of you out there that are, you know, single mothers or single fathers doing, you know, the work thing and providing and doing all the work at home by yourself, like kudos to you. My wife and I have talked about it. That cannot be an easy job. And God bless you for doing it because that has to be so hard. You know, I'm blessed. My wife, she's a stay at home wife. And she takes care of most of the stuff around the house. You know, all the chores outside, pretty much I handle. But uh, on the inside, she does a lot. And of course, you know, I help when I can. Um, I'm sure I'll be helping more. The more pregnant she gets, and then when the baby comes here, you know, I got to step it up. But planning for these things, you know, business-wise, you can't really, it's hard to like plan everything to a T because, you know, our daughter is going to be born in like one of the, the big months, the heart of our season. 
And to me, it was like, okay, what's, what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? Luckily, I have a technician and he's going to be training quite extensively on how to do poison ivy work. So that way he can go do that when the baby comes. Because then I don't necessarily need to schedule me. I just need to keep him booked up to the gills. And if I can keep him booked up to the gills, you know, money's still coming in. Everything's all good. But if I didn't have that, and I said to shut down for like a month, that would not be fun, so to say. That would that would be a strain on the financial situation in life. But luckily, you know, I've been slowly positioning myself to where that can happen. Um, obviously, you know, it's still going to be a hit because my technician's going to get a commission out of that, but he's, he's worth it. You know, he's, he's helping me at the same time. So it's a, it's a new endeavor. It's something I've never done before, but I always think that, you know, you get met with challenges in life and it's preparing you for more challenges, different challenges, you know, getting your first employee is preparing you for five employees, for 10 employees, right? Getting three, getting another truck is preparing you for buying more trucks. You know, it's, you're learning these skill sets in a small manner. So that way, when you do them on a larger scale, you're already kind of calloused to them. That's what I think, right? It's like having, having a child, you know, the first one, you're like nervous as heck. You don't know what you're doing. You've never done this before. They're crying. You don't want them to cry. You're tired because they were born. You got no idea what's going on. You're in like this weird energy mode that you didn't even know existed, but you're getting through it and you get through it. And then things get a little bit better and day by day it gets better. But it's this, it's training you for the next one. So how's the next one going to be, right? You and ideally your partner are going to be in a completely different mindset because you've already had one. You've already had a child. And so you're a little bit used to that. You know that they're going to cry. You know why they're going to cry. You know a little bit better how to soothe them. The new challenge, seeing how we already have a son who's two, almost two and a half years old. Um, now we have to adapt him to having a baby sister. And that, we've never done that, you know? So that's all new to us. Um it's uh, new challenges. I love new challenges. I really do. I don't back down from challenges too often, unless they're like really dumb challenges. Like if you, if you tell me like, hey, do a keg stand, I am not doing a keg stand. I have no desire to do a keg stand. I do not accept that challenge. But like having another child and raising two children, I accept that challenge. Absolutely. And I know my wife does too. And we're a good team for it. You know, we work together. I know when she needs a break. She knows when I need a break. Right now, she's letting me out here do these podcasts in like the middle of the night. So we uh, we work well together. But those challenges in life, they prepare you. Like I said, they callous you. They make you stronger. They make it to where you don't fear them as much. That's what I think. And I think the people that can callous quicker so to say, they can get that armor, that hard shell. I think they're the ones that like really succeed and exceed in life. You know, I'm not saying like, you know, be a soulless person, you know, have emotions, but nonetheless, like you have to have a certain personality to be a super high achiever. You can be a high achiever, 
But to be like the 1% of people that achieve in this world, you have to have a completely different personality. So it's, yeah, it's exciting. I'm having a baby girl, man. I'm so excited. Soon. She's due in August. So we're excited. I'm excited. I know my wife's excited. She's wanted a baby girl for so long. You know, when we had our son, when we had a reveal party for our son, her face was of like sheer disappointment. And then now she looks back and she's like, I don't know why I was disappointed. Like, I love her son. He's great. But now she was like, I got my baby girl finally. And I'm so happy that she did. I know she wanted one. She deserves one. And so God blessed us, man. That's awesome. I hope I ask God to continue to bless us with work and good clients so I can keep providing for them. It's uh, all new things, all good things. Life is good. You know, and I hope out there, you guys, you know, you accept the challenges that God gives you and you thank him for them because they're there for a reason. You're getting these challenges for a reason. It's to harden you. It's to prepare you for something. And so you might not know what you're being prepared for, but you are preparing yourself Maybe you're not even preparing yourself, but God's preparing you. He's preparing you for certain things in life. And you just have to be open to accept it. You know, you might be having a terrible day. You might have had like nine flat tires today. Trailers broke down. Trucks broke down. Mowers broke down. Skid steers broke down. It's all, it's just preparing you. How do you react to those situations? Do you get pissed off and start throwing stuff and breaking windows and punching holes in walls? Or do you breathe? And say, okay, thank you for these challenges. You know, I will uh, learn from them and I will move forward. I think that's a big sign of someone, how they handle challenges and what they do, how they react, right? I think that's why golf is such an interesting game because it's clearly not an easy game. It's clearly challenging and it challenges the mind and it challenges people's personalities. And I know you've seen people, they just chuck their clubs into the woods. You know, what kind of person is that? What about the person that, you know, slices the ball and doesn't even bat an eye? They, they don't flinch. They don't flex. They don't alter. They don't waver. You know, what kind of person is that? Yeah, I look back, my dad, he was a master mechanic and he was really into cars and he was really into drag racing. And one of our neighbors used to have one of the fastest uh, drag cars in the world. I think at the time it would do like six and a half seconds or something like that. It was a door car. And that was pretty quick, still pretty quick. And um, my dad told me that that man could blow up a $10,000 engine. And we're talking a $10,000 engine back in like the late 80s, early 90s. 10 grand back then was a boatload of money. 10 grand now is not, I don't think, but he could blow up an engine and not say a single swear word, not get angry. Just say, well, you know, that sucks. Move on. My dad, not at all the same type of character. He would have thrown stuff, broke stuff. He would have had a fit, but he hung around that guy because something about his personality, it, it pulled him in. You know, it's like, how can you react this way? It just like it exploded his mind. And I, I make that correlation because of golf, right? You can see it in golf when people get angry and pissed off and they start throwing clubs. Like that person has a, they have a difficult time in controlling their emotions. 
and I know I'm jumping around right now, right? But going back to like having children, you have to be able to control your emotions. Children have to learn how to control their emotions. Even as children grow up into adults, adults don't even know how to control their emotions. And so I think that's a really important skill set is learning how to control your emotions, learning how to center yourself. If you're angry or if you're having a bad day, how do you reset it? How do you stop? How do you let that go? That's such a hard thing for people to do these days. Just let stuff go. Just let it go. Move on. There's more stuff going on right now. Like you're good. You don't need to focus on that. Now I get the same thing with like, you know, getting into the news or the media. You get wrapped up in various news stories. Let it go. You can't change it. You can't fix it. You, why? Just let it go. You know? Now, granted, there's certain things that you probably could change or be a part of the change. But still, you have to pick your battles. And you have to be aware of your battles. And be aware of the energy that you're putting into certain things. Where do you want your energy to go? Do you want to invest it into news media? Do you want to invest it into playing video games? Do you want to invest it into growing your family, your business? Do you want to invest it into yourself, reading books, taking personal time, have, picking up hobbies that can you know, take away work? How do you want to invest your time and energy, right? If you only have one life, what would you invest your energy in? If that was like front of mind all the time, that you only have this one life and you have to invest your energy wisely. What would you do? I really want to know. Leave me comments. Hit me up on Instagram. Let me know. Because I'm doing what I want to do. I want to have a family. want to grow a family. want to grow a business. want to grow a stage five business where I don't even need to be in the business. want to grow franchises. I want to grow courses. I want to be an educator. I want to teach people. I want to, I want people to grow. I want to grow the people around me and better them. You know, I want to provide not just for myself, not just for my family, but for so many others. That's the goal is to be able to provide for others beyond yourself, beyond your family. You know, can I donate a bunch of money to charities or help people? I'd love to. I want to donate a bunch of mosquito nets over to countries like in Africa or in South America where they actually need them because they're dying from mosquito diseases. Like that's the type of stuff I want to do. And actually, I'll tell you a quick story. Okay. When I started Ditch the Itch, I just started the entity. I had the idea that if you purchase a mosquito control service for the year, that I would donate mosquito nets to countries in Africa. And or countries that needed them. It's not just Africa. It's, it's, Africa is a common one that most people know of, but it's also South America. They really need mosquito nets. But malaria is like running rampant in Africa. And I just thought about that. It's like, I wonder how I could do that. I wonder how I could make that happen and be interested in doing this and making this a thing. And so I reached out to, I looked up mosquito nets and I was like, what's the best mosquito net in the world? And I found it. And it was um, this, this mosquito net, I think BASF, B-A-S-F, I think they made it. And it was like this insecticide treated net. It was, it was badass. And they, uh, they cost a pretty penny. And so I emailed 
the company. And I said, hey, I'd like to start, you know, this in my company. I was wondering how I could do it. And I received an email back, surprisingly. And the email back said, oh, you know, I wish more people in the world were like you, but um, you're going to need to purchase shipping containers of them in order to actually, like, be able to buy them. It's like, shipping containers? How much is a shipping container? And they wouldn't tell me. I have to imagine it was not cheap. And I still think about this. Like, even before I ever had a client, that was my mindset. I just want to help people in this world. Leave a lasting legacy to know that I've helped, you know, hundreds, thousands, millions of people on this earth. I think that's a a lasting legacy to be proud of. You know, you don't necessarily have to be the richest human being in the world. You just have to provide what you can to others. And inherently, hopefully what you provide should have value. You know, if I could provide shipping containers of mosquito nets to countries that need them, to villages that need them, to people that need them, literally, I would be saving lives. Hundreds of lives, if not thousands of lives. You know, but even if I save one life, it's worth it. So it's like, okay, how do I go about doing this, right? I still, I need to look more into this and and make that a part of my service, make that a part of my brand and my company. Because I don't see anyone else doing it. And to me, it's like, you could. You could use capitalism to do good deeds across the world. And I think more people should. You know, it's not like a pat myself on the back thing or do it because I want to say this. It's just, it needs to be done. Like it's 2023 and people are still dying from mosquitoes. Mosquitoes are the deadliest insect on the planet. That's insanity. And they're actually like, if you look at their evolution, they're one of the most perfect things created on this earth. And why do I say that? They have hardly evolved since the dinosaurs. You're talking about millions of years and they have hardly evolved. That's got to say that they were designed damn near perfect. And they're a killer. They're a silent killer. You know, sometimes they buzz, but for the most part, it's a pretty silent killer, small killer. And it just blows my mind. And I know we're, we've gone so far off topic here as far as me having a baby girl. But it all relates to like what, what kind of impact do I want to have? What kind of impact do I want to show my children that they're capable of doing? You know, if little old me, little Austin Douglas could create, you know, an eight-figure business that donates a million dollars in mosquito nets every year, and I can show my children that I'm capable of doing that, you know, that's going to set them up and free their mind to what they're capable of doing. You know, if I'm capable of doing this, what are you capable of? You're capable of so much more because you're so much farther ahead. I think that's how I view things, right? If you're further ahead, you should be capable of, of doing more. So we will see. We will see what my son and baby girl grow up to be. But that's, you know, I wanted to let you guys in a little bit on, you know, my mentality and what I think about and the big things that I think about is just helping people, serving people, doing things that that matter in this world. And it's, it's not impossible. It's not impossible at all. It's totally possible. It takes a lot to get there. There's no doubt about that. It takes a lot. I have not been calloused enough or challenged enough to get there. 
You know, I'm not ready for that yet, but I will be. I'm training myself every day to be, and I keep that on my mind fairly frequently. So this episode is going to be a little bit shorter, just a 20-minute brief episode. I'm tired. It's late. It's 11 p.m., and I just wanted to bring you guys some content that I think has value. You know, don't, don't hesitate to dream big. Don't. Why? You should dream big because there's no reason not to. You can do so much more in this life if if that's your goal and that's your why and that's what you want to do. Don't hold yourself back. You have one life. Free yourself from doubt. Free yourself from thinking you cannot do something or that it's impossible. You know, a lot of people looked at Elon Musk and they said, you can't reuse a rocket. You can't land a rocket. Like, you're nuts, man. The dude blew up like hundreds of millions of dollars in rockets. And he proved him wrong. And now he has like the most efficient way to go to space. And what he did has generated millions, if not billions of dollars. Because he figured it out. And he had no doubt. He said, no, this is going to happen. Like, I know it can happen. I've seen it. I've visualized it. I know it can happen. It's just a matter of getting everything all in line. And then it happened. And people went, whoa. He believed it and it happened. And then he did it again and again and again. And they've been like sending up Starlink satellites every week for almost two years now. There's like 4,000 Starlink satellites. And it's just like normal. It went from being something that was impossible. No, Everyone said you can't do this. To being normal. Think about that. Think about how much money NASA wasted sending up rockets into space. When they could have reused them. They could have designed it to reuse it. They didn't think that way. They thought one-time use. That's it. It took somebody who was a disruptor to come in and say, nope, that's not how we're going to do it. We're going to do it this way. And we can all do that in our industries. We can be disruptors in various situations. Look at robotics. Robotics is coming into these industries and mowing in various other places, disrupting industries, right? Wasn't that long ago that we had people that were running machines, cleaning floors, like uh, what are they, polishers or sweepers or something like that. And now they're all robotic. I was in Sam's Club the other day and this robot comes at me. It's like, who thought of that? Somebody thought of it. Somebody said they were crazy and then they did it. And then now it's becoming normal. So what's going to be the normal for, for myself, for my children, my son, and our new baby girl? I don't know. I don't know what the normal is going to be. But I'm excited to find out. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun to learn. I can't wait for them to teach me things. You know, I'm sure I'll learn a lot from them as they grow up and I become the old man that's stubborn and has no idea what's going on. And I'm away from technology. But, <sighs> all right. I got to get some sleep, guys. I hope you got some value out of this. You know, if you want to check out some other stuff that I have going on, check out the show notes down below. You can find a, a pre-recorded webinar that I did in regards to offering uh, poison ivy work, poison ivy services. You can find a free field guide. Um, there's some discount codes down there. You know, feel free, man. Use all this stuff. I'm trying to put it out there for you, trying to serve you. And yeah, other than that, I will see you guys in the next one. <laughs>